podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Um, just straight off the bat, guys, I just want to say sorry. Because it's not too late for me to say sorry. Because I miss more than your body. Yeah, I'm sorry the podcast is late. You know, basically what happened was... It was Easter and I didn't record it. You know, normally the podcast comes out on a Monday. It's now 20 past five on a Monday. Will the podcast be out on a Monday? Yes. Will it be out first thing? No. And I must say, I apologise because I know a lot of you weirdos out there, you wait for Monday. You wait for the podcast to come out. You know, that is the highlight of your week. And I know that and I'm sorry that it's late. But, you know, shit's just gone down. You know what I mean? I've just had a busy week. I've had to, you know, look after my kid and stuff. And it's just been, yeah, you know. But, still doesn't mean they don't set aside an hour for the weirdos to make sure it's out anyway. The only thing is, it's going to be out late Monday night. So, that's going to be there for you in your little hamper come Tuesday. So, if you're going back to work after Easter, you know, Friday's come. Judas has snogged Jesus. He's been crucified. He's... Come back Sunday morning and out he pops out of a Nestle Easter egg. He's back. He's on the scene. Easter, it's over. Come Tuesday, the weird pox will be there for you. But hey, I know that it must be a bitch. It must be a bitch shit. You know, to me, what I imagine there being no podcast on a Monday being like, is kind of like, you know, if you go to work on a Monday and you know there is a delicious slice of of key lime pie just in your fridge waiting for you when you go home. You know, all day in work, you're thinking about it, you're playing it over in your head, you're like, oh, this is so shit, this day at work is so shit. At least I have my key lime pie waiting for me when you get home. At the end of the day, it'll be there for me. At least I know that. And then you get home and you discover... Your big fat greedy pig of a partner has wolfed down your slice of key lime pie and you're raging. You know, quite rightly, you want to burn the house down. Probably should with them in it. But, you know, that's how it feels. And I'm sorry I've made you guys feel like that. Let me now just offer you a slice of key lime pie in the form of my podcast available on Monday night for you all that like a, like a little late night listen. And then it'll be there for Tuesday morning for all you little sleepy heads having to go back to work you know get over easter and listen to the weird podcast get it on board you know and apologies for being late now i want to start uh the weird podcast by saying what a shit week it's been you know not for me personally but as a just a general week in terms of being a person living on this earth you know obviously close to home is the murder of a young girl, Lyra McKee, um, 29 years old, a journalist, just basically out to cover a story of riots in the Craigan in Derry, and, you know, needlessly, mindlessly murdered, you know, by, probably by kids, essentially, you know, probably people, 18, 19 year olds, just, you know, idiots who have been, whether brainwashed or not, should know better than to fucking shoot a gun in 2019, this day and age, whether you believe it's for a cause or not, um, towards any any people. You know, it's, it's mental that that's happened. It's mad that I'm sitting here talking about this, and it's, it's mad that someone so young and promising with so much left to live for has lost their life. And it's just depressing to think 
still all these years later this is happening on the streets now the only positive to come out of all this is the overwhelming um support for you know positivity and for um you know not letting this happen again totally people just totally condemning what's going on anyone with any rational sense would see that it was a ridiculous you know un preventable thing that happened you know it's just but it's brought a dampener on you know i'm sure so many more people than just me but just as a, as a person on this earth it's just it's, it's grim to see you know so you know, lots of thoughts obviously a lot of good that'll do to be honest but you know obviously the thoughts um are, are with her family and friends and partner you know and it's just a, a shit thing that's that happened so hopefully you know out of that terrible thing that has happened you know maybe people will wake up and realize you know we need to grow up in this country we need to realize there's more important things than the sort of trivial squabbles the beliefs of things that have happened in the past the you know hopes of what would people want again it's what they want in the future we want the united ireland we want to be part of the union we want you know gives a fuck let's live for the here and now who cares what's been what's coming you know let's live for the here and now let's get that sort of people let's all get behind each other let's all move forward and um, together you know and same goes for what's happening in sri lanka like why are people still blowing people up because of religion you know it's religion's effectively a point of view you know it's effectively one person's opinion or belief that said ours is better than yours you know and that's fucking ridiculous do you know what i mean that is in a day and age where like yeah beliefs are supposed to be good but i mean it's overwhelmingly negative what's what's been going on in the last wee while you know any sort of trouble and strife is caused by a belief and i think we should be in a society where we should let people practice whatever they want and not have this you know demand as to what what's better than the other you know what's going on in sri lanka is mental what happened in Derry was totally inexcusable and totally preventable and hopefully um the response to dissident activity will put an end to it you know hopefully the murderer of larry mckee will be caught brought to justice and you know what even those who allegedly gave the murderer a, a gun hopefully they go to jail too you know and you know just a massive fuck you to those guys you know and on that note i want to just you know, nip that in the bud and try to move on lighten things up a bit because head is a comedy podcast i know people listen to um you know lighten up their day have a bit of crack but i mean it's just something i felt that i wanted to to say you know was that you know don't want to put stuff on on social media or whatever because i didn't know didn't know the girl personally and you know i think you know my feelings in the matter are no more important than anyone else's but i just wanted to quickly address it on the weird podcast because you know sometimes we get political here sometimes we would be silly billies we say things about people about political parties you know we jest but at the end of the day there's a meaning behind it and hopefully someone out there will realize how trivial their little squabbles and disagreements are oh and then they will uh you know move forward and get a government up and running and try to take care of us right during that i did another big o once again 
I'm in my parents' house recording a podcast. Once again, I've said, hey guys, uh, don't put a washing machine on and don't be like, you know, dragging furniture upstairs. But once again, they've put the washing machine on and they're dragging furniture. Like those guys, they're, they're testing me. I feel like one of those, I feel like one of those Christian guys who like, like Jesus himself, like you don't get more Christian than Jesus, do you? Like he is tested by going to the desert for 40 days hence Lent whoa I'm connecting all back segues but that's how I feel now they're testing me with my mental strength by making noise trying to ruin the weird podcast but I mean the weirdos you know it's ad hoc you know I'm still homeless we're still trying to get that get that going getting that homeless tip you know what I mean trying to just record where we can and I'm back at my parents again tonight because I'm still homeless um, on another note speaking of negativity there's another homeboy that's homeless a bro, I need to show a major, a major uh, holler to, and that's my boy Quasimodo. You know, obviously his gaff, the Notre Dame Cathedral, went the way of Primark this week, burnt to the ground. And now there's been a lot of like press attention on that because there's been a lot of people donating money, or at least pledging to donate money to the Notre Dame Cathedral. Whereas like other maybe more just causes, you know, things along the lines of like. Um, like people with lack of water in Africa, starvation, the, the the victims of Grenfell Tower, things like that, could do with the money maybe more than the Catholic Church. You know, that's true. But let's not forget about my boy Quasimodo, you know, the hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, the hunchback of Notre Dame Cathedral. Now he's homeless. He's not the hunchback of Notre Dame. He's just a guy of scoliosis. You know what I mean? He's lost that... He's lost that name. He's lost that uh, tag. He's just he's just Quasimodo, the hunchback guy. You know, Quasimodo, the guy whose spine isn't exactly all right. You know what I mean? He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a he doesn't have his musical tools to ring those bells anymore. He's just walking the streets of Paris. You know, probably being made fun of, being looked at like Joseph Merrick, the Elephant Man. I'm a human being. So, if any guys out there have any, you know, if any weirdos listen in Paris, you know, go out and find my boy Quasmo, offer him accommodation, and just call him Quasimodo, you know, don't call him, you know, don't be like, there's a disabled dude from the dam, you know, just, just go go for his real name, you know what I mean, it's like, the, like just one of those things, you know, just call him by their names, you know, straight up, show him some respect. Yeah, a lot of people worry, and that's another thing, like, you know, people often see things and they'll be like, oh, well, what about this? You know what I mean? It's like if there's a terrorist attack and, like, flipping, say that, again, like Paris, when there's that um, that gun attack in the Bataclan, they're like, oh, well, what about the, the everyday attacks on in Afghanistan or in Syria? You know, we go, yeah, that's shit too, but hold on, play boy and play girl, uh, that's a war zone. You know, when stuff happens, they ain't a war zone. It's more shocking. I think with Notre Dame going up in flames, it's because it's such an iconic building. It's a place that so many of us associate things with. You know, Quasimodo, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. What a tale that is. It's a Disney movie, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? It's an iconic place that people associate with it. You know, so that's probably why there's the outpouring of support and, and, and the billionaires, whoever these are. I don't know, it might be Pharrell Williams and the Billionaire Boys Club are just opting to rebuild Notre Dame Cathedral. Do you know what I mean? And then people are like, the people of Paris are going to Pharrell and be like, Pharrell, why do you want to rebuild the Notre Dame Cathedral? And Pharrell's just like, I'm a the baby. 
and and there you have it, you know. So the Billionaires Boys Club are looking to rebuild Notre Dame Cathedral, but while they're at it, you know, throw a wee bit more of that billionaire coin towards needful causes. Yes, but once again, people, don't you don't have to because one bad thing happens, you don't have to quantify it and equate it to something else, dudes. You know, you can let one bad thing happen, and if you want to donate your money, do it. You know, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Same way as me, like there are certain charities I feel like. I would like to donate money to and there are other ones that I'm going mm, you know and that's just different horses for different courses and again if it's your own cash money you can donate it how you want but all I'm saying is with Notre Dame Cathedral first and foremost maybe just get Quasimodo a wee gaff even just a, an apartment somewhere in Paris you know just something you know that, that he has to live so he can just maybe just be the hunchback of like you know, the city side apartments, you know, just let it be that. But that's the most important thing. Getting Quasmo off the street. Pharrell, if you're listening to it, get Quasimo to the house. Let him in any RD and then just be the hunchback of any RD. You know what I mean? Get him on board and get the billionaire boys to sort him out. Give him some ice creams. You know, look after him. And plus, may I add, Quasimodo hasn't got swag. You know, Quasimodo wears that green like a green burlap sack thing, pair of tights, and definitely like a pair of shoes that haven't seen the cobbler in about 15 years, you know, not sweet look. And I mean, if you look like that, you know, you need to have something going for you. Like if you look like Quasimodo, you gotta have swag. You know, it's not just his, his hunchback's a problem, his face isn't entirely sweet either, you know what I mean? It's like, they call him the hunchback in Notre Dame, but they could just call him the hunchback of Notre Dame with a severely disfigured face, albeit it probably doesn't roll off the tongue as quick as the hunchback of Notre Dame does, but you get my point, you know. So what I'm saying is this is a call out for the Billionaires Boys Club to get Quasimodo swagged out and get him an apartment. And then, you know, maybe he might find himself his own Esmeralda out there. You know, I know he was really he really cared for. Oh my god, I'm actually gonna go upstairs now and kill my parents because they're dragging chairs up here like a motherfucker and it sounds like there's an earthquake so what I'm going to do here is just uh, pause the podcast here briefly I'll be back I'm back and um, you know was there a split second where I thought about putting my family in the crippler crossface yeah but did I have a thought of what happened the last time somebody with anger issues did that yep so here we are we're back we're sensible. I've asked them to try and keep the noise down. But hey, they don't respect me. So, I mean, there's there's a limited chance that that is going to happen. But yeah, shout out to my boy Quasimodo. Hope you get hooked up. Hope you get um, an apartment. And, you know, hope things are sweet. But other than that, and the flipping, like, shite week that's been, I was in Tenerife. I don't know if any of you, of you have listened to the Boytown podcast. I know a lot of people don't listen to the Weird podcast and listen to Boytown because they're like the reasons why you listen to Boytown. It's kind of like it's kind of like I'm a real sweet, you know, twelve year old um, oak, you know, brewed whiskey. You know, I'm like that whiskey that's just kept in a vat. I'm like that shit that you know it's special. You know, there's something special in that vat. And you pour out that whiskey, you taste it, you go, mmm, my senses are invigorated. I feel amazing. This whiskey is the shit. And that's what the weird podcast is. That's sweet whiskey. Whereas on Boytown, you've got that sweet whiskey that is me. But then you're diluting it with, with, with piss from a goat. You know, that's what Shane is. He dilutes my brilliance. 
and effectively makes it just a really fine whiskey with a bit of piss in it. So I know some people don't listen to Boytown, but if you did, you would have known I was in Tenerife last week for Aaron Butler. Uh, his birthday. Now it was a good time. I must say, Tenerife is a decent spot. Haven't been from as a, haven't been from as a boy. But I went last week, and, and I'm a man now, you know, and I, and I definitely noticed it. I realised I am too old to be in Tenerife, and B, I cannot regulate my sun cream sufficiently, so I ended up getting fairly burnt. You know, went across the Tenerife, put on my, my sun cream, forgot that I sweat a bit in the heat, therefore it's probably diluting the cream a bit, and there as a result I got burnt. So I ended up getting my, my big juicy thighs all burnt up. I ended up getting my arms burnt. Um I'm a big bounce. So it was a good time. Um got got my, my body burnt. I ended up getting real bad blisters when I was there as well. Because she and Todd being she and Todd um, fucked up our travel situation so we're supposed to go from Terminal 2 of Dublin Airport in Aer Lingus and he ended up um, reading the board wrong and taking us the whole way around the opposite end of the airport to the Ryanair area in Terminal 1 and there obviously when we were late to our flight to go to the entire wrong terminal we had effectively sprint back and I was wearing a new pair of shoes everyone knows that my feet are sensitive they blister so we just about made the flight and I was sweaty I was tired I blistered feet and then I had to turn reef and to be fair I had a couple of ciders on the plane to set my nerves and all and to just calm me down because it was a cool me down calm me down everything you know had to do that but I got there it was a good time and then I got my sunburn you know, I was injury number two. Then injury number three in the very last day, just chomped down some breakfast. I have had a big crack. And then I realised, oh no, I've fully cracked my tooth. Um, and it was just really sore and wobbly. Like, when I, a few years ago I was eating a tracker bar. You know, stupid mistake number one. And then when I finished my tracker bar, I was chomping away and I just heard a big crunch. Cracked one of my molars in half. Had to go to the dentist. The dentist was like, yeah man, you've cracked one of your molars in half now the thing about that was is I'd had a root canal in that baby before so it was already a bit fragile the, 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 the casing of the tooth and then all the insides and all be dung out all the nerves had been just these wee bits of rubber put in you know like I'm a guy who doesn't really be that adverse to large pieces of rubber being inserted into certain parts of his body but to be put in a tooth wasn't so keen so whenever I had to get that out the dentist was like hey man you've got the, just the outer part of your molar here just keep that there, you know, just keep it. It'll eventually probably just fall out, you know, it'll not bother you. And then it cracked and it, it bothered me. You know, it bothered me a lot. I um, I ended up being so bothered by it that rather than wait until I went home, went to a dentist in Tenerife. Now, I had to go on, uh, I had to go on Google Translate to find out exactly what to say to these jesters to make sure that I didn't have, you know, my entire mandible removed. I felt like, I would like to have my, my jaw in some capacity available for, you know, just my life in general. So I had to make sure that my um, translation was on point. So what I did, headed in, went up to the woman at reception and I went, hi, do you speak English? And she went, no, I don't speak English. I went, decent English for someone who doesn't speak English. But then she went, but the guy, the, the guy, he speaks English. 
I went, the guy? And she went, yes, the guy, and pointed in towards the dentist. So what I showed her was basically <laughs> translation of, and again, I don't know why I spoke in such basic English when I had it translated. I wrote, I have a broken tooth. I was having breakfast, and it broke. Very painful. I'm going home tonight. Will it be fine until then? How much would it cost? Um, to which she just went, the guy. I went, all right. So then Wesley sat down, went in to see the guy, the uh, the dentist, who was dealing with my shit. And I went and sat down, said to him, look, blah, 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 showed him the thing. And he just spoke a bit better English. He was just like, yeah. <laughs> if you want to lie down, I have a look into your mouth and I see what it is I need to do. And I said, okay. And, he, and I lay back and he went, you have got a broken tooth. And I went, oh, what? Whoa, mind blown. Oh, really? <laughs> Whoa, I couldn't have told you. So I was like, hey, man, that's sweet. But yeah, can you take it out for me? And he went, for you, it would be, a, say, uh, an injection and I take. And I said, what? He goes, an injection and they take. And what, what do you mean? He goes, I put injection into your mouth and I take. The two out of your mouth. I said, right, okay, do it. So then this, this dude lies me back <laughs> and then he, he just sticks the injection in. Now, normally when I get an injection at home, I get it popped into my, my gum, leave it a bit of time, you know, let that settle in. Let that just, you know, it's like a pint of Guinness. Let the, let the head ferment. Let that drug just ferment through my bloodstream, you know. It's not like an Ed Sheeran song, through my bloodstream. Just let it go. But the guy just pops it in, literally pops it in, and then straight away, straight away he take, you know, straight in. I could literally feel as he pulled out, and the juice shot out of his inje- in- injection. I could taste that disgusting taste of the of the injection, and I was like, oh, and then literally straight away he take, you know, cracked it out. Out he goes, drops it on the sweet dish, and he goes, I take, and then he goes, I'm, I'm just going to put the temporary filling in. I don't know why I went Russian. I don't know why. All of a sudden, I'm going to put the temporary. No, sorry. He went, and then I finish. I put the temporary feeling in, and I take. I said, dead on. So he just popped it in. It was kind of like white tack. Just popped it into my mouth. Hardened, and then fell out, basically. Went back to work and fell out. Now, that wasn't bad. Good trip. Nice time. Um, was away with my friends, uh, Shane, Aaron, Aaron's friend, Ryan, Ralph. And, of course, um... Just to continue with my, my weird theme in this podcast, mentalist David Mead, you know, who else is going to go on a trip than, than that likely, those likely lads? You know, if any local guy saw us walking down the street, they'd be like, what kind of zany reality show is BBC and I commissioned now to have these lads on the trip in, in Tenerife? And yeah, it was, it was great. Went to a lot of water parks, which, to be honest, wasn't my ideal situation. For me, water sports is entirely different than what these guys thought it was. So I ended up, when I went to the water park, just basically going around the Lazy River badly, then just suntanning myself and getting burnt, and I was fine. Second day, I went to another water park. The kids went off road slides. I sat in the bar. Fine. You know what I mean? That was what it was. And then the nighttime came, went to pubs. Went to, by the way, major heat with uh, Wayne Lineker for not having his bar open ever when the boys were there. Not only did he not hook us up, he didn't even open the bar. So got some major beef with with Wanye. And yeah, but it was a good time, lots of fun. Did realise I was way too old for clubbing you know that was definitely something the fact that I was looking at other people being like are you Holly's age 
are you baby? And it was really strange. Then to make matters, matters worse and more bizarre, on the last night, we, we, did, we didn't go hell for leather on the last night, a lot of travelling to do. So we went to this uh, bar pub place called Lava, and there was like this guy on singing, <laughs> and he was just doing all the reggae classics, like he was delivering snow. Informer, me name is Alexa Nagoblan, I like it, boom, boom, yeah. And he was doing like a red, red wine, go to my head. But you be 40. And he was doing a, I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. Like he was doing all those. And then like classic vintage reggae tunes. And then he started doing Shaggy. And, you know, hey, if there's a guy that does a Shaggy impression, it's me and I was like sitting back the guy's name Dylan 2.0 all they don't know why it's part of the story of his name or whatever but he had a, a prosthetic leg like one of those blade things like Oscar Pistorius would wear you know he's one of those babies on his, on his right leg but instead of having a blade at the bottom he had a sweet Yeezy you know so he was just you know showing that up and I started thinking is he called Dylan 2.0 because he is like some sort of human robot hybrid or, and it turns out his name's just 2.0, surname, and I was like, oh, I'm mugged off. But when he started doing Shaggy, I sat back to be like, what have you got, mate? Am I going to have to take the microphone with here and save you? And he just got into it, and turns out he was better at doing Shaggy than I am. And I was really embarrassed, because I was, I was talking a big chat to the boys, like, here, guys, you know, get ready, get ready for this. Shane, as well, thinks he does a good Shaggy. Um... You know, open, I'd say his best impressions are Palmatini and Gary Lightbody, and possibly his worst are Shaggy and Gary Barlow, actually. But also, probably as well as that James Blunt. But anyway, um, when this guy did Shaggy, I can believe it because I thought, Mr. Lova Lova was my thing, you know. But the guy just did, fo- he could do rap on a Shaggy. Like, if I try to do rap on a Shaggy, I just sound like I'm being choked, you <laughs> know. It's like, <laughs> like <clears throat> if you're trying to write, if you're doing like a normal shaggy, like, um, wasn't me, you could do that. But see, when you try to do it quicker, it sounds like you're being strangled. <laughs> Not a sweet sound. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you were doing, uh, I can't even think of rap songs off the top of my head. I shit sad. Um, if you were doing some Eminem, you'd be like, uh, and Shaggy stop blah 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 there's family there's sweater ready mom spaghetti there's a spaghetti mommy it sounds like getting strangled it's not a sweet sound I need to drink water now because it tensed up so bad that my throat touched the back of my throat therefore literally cutting off the air to my lungs oh but he was impressive Dylan 2.0 and that was a nice way to finish the holiday then in just a a, a final parting on the last day we spent a bit of time and I'm supposed to go to the beach but obviously I cracked my tooth had a dental surgery headed to the airport we're supposed to get back on our flight supposed to be home in Dublin by about midnight which wasn't sweet because I had to go to work the next day but then the flight was delayed so it was delayed and then once we got on it was delayed the flight needed to be reset the plane had all its electrics redone so basically what I'm saying is we landed in Dublin going on half two in the morning 
So by the time we got out of there, got to the car, it's 3am, then I have to drive home, leave she in the ball and the hinge, by the time I get back to my temporary accommodation, which to be fair I would offer to Quasimodo later down the line, it was half five, then Holly woke up at a quarter past six, and then I had to go to work. <laughs> so I'm sure you can imagine, that was a sweet day at the office for me. But I mean, all things considered, there's light at the end of the tunnel, because... My homeless situation is very possibly coming to an end soon. Um, we might be getting home. You know, we might be getting that. God on high, hear my prayers. In my need, you have always been there. He is young, he's afraid. Let him rest, heaven blessed. Bring him home, bring him home, bring him home. He's like the son I might have known if God had granted me a son. The summers go one by one, and so may cry on and on, and I am old. And maybe gone. Bring him peace. Bring him joy. Bring him peace. For he's only a boy. I forgot the words. But long story short, people want them to be brought home. You know, and I'm gonna possibly get home. Um, I say that the 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 uh, kitchen is basically supposed to be installed on the 25th of April. And this is the 22nd of April, so that's supposed to be in three days' time. Um, which is very exciting, you know, because that's getting even closer for me to... God, only joking, to be getting home. So hopefully the homeless guy will finally be getting home after, like, three months of being in temporary accommodation, being for living out of a suitcase, you know, just not not feeling himself. And you know, the side part of that's been also on my general health and fitness side of things too. Like I feel generally like I've been slacking, and the reason why I feel like I've been slacking is because the truth is that I have been slacking, and a lot of it's to do with my own self for not having the discipline to to do things but you know seeing you feel like you're on holidays you feel like you don't have to you know prep as much and do all the shit that you would do if you're at home you just don't feel like you have the home comforts haven't been getting to the gym as much as, as i need to and i'm like hey i miss dw i miss that gym i need to get back and get at it so now i'm gonna once i get home really focus on that i'm still gonna do my end of year pose off with myself i took a photo of myself on new year's eve this last year, sorry, the 18, 2018, I'm going to take one topless 2019 years Eve, I'm just going to put them both up on Instagram, and, you know, hopefully there's a, a change by then, and if not, you know, there's only one person to blame, that's myself, so, you know, I just feel like I need the finger pulled out, I feel like I want you weirdos to keep on at me, you know, if, if you, again, I've been slacking on the heavyweight cup page, I've not been putting shit up, I want you guys to be putting posts up, you know, tagging me on things, being like, hey man, where's this at? What are you at? You know, if I'm at, at it and I'm training, you know, that's good. You don't have to be on my back. But if I'm not, you know, put, put the wee emoji of the guy with the hands up going like, hey, what the fuck, man? You know, call me out on it. And hopefully I'll get that sorted. But yeah, I feel like it's just been a, t- a tough old time. I've been slacking and I've been more than happy to eat Easter eggs. Been more than happy to drink pints. Been more than happy to eat, 
you know, melted cheese and pasta. You know, more than happy with that. But I think, you know, I feel my day-to-day fatigue increased. I feel, like checking my Fitbit, my heart rate's up by like three extra beats a minute. And that's not, not a good sign. So you add that up between a minute and an hour. It's like an extra 180 beats an hour. And you don't need that. If your heartbeats are set and infinite, you know, if they're either set or they're infinite, if they're set, I'm wasting my heartbeats, I'm being a big fat pig. So I need to get the finger out, I need to get back at it, I need to feel better in myself, and hopefully I'll come with getting home. And, you know, to anybody out there that's been looking inspiration or or a leader to follow on, like, diets and stuff, I just want to say I'm sorry, I've been a poor leader. But believe you me this, like Jesus himself on Easter Sunday, the physique guy's been put down. He's been put down for a few months. You know what that means? The comeback will be even greater. So get yourselves ready for the return of the physique guy. I've said in this podcast, I'm making myself accountable for it. The heavyweight cuts being resurrected as well. So keep an eye out for that. How long have I talked shit for today? See, the problem is I don't even know because my flow's been cut a couple of times with having to go upstairs and Liam Neeson, my parents, with a kosh, um, to make sure they shut the fuck up whilst I record so let me see where we're at now yeah Pug Uglies this week um, obviously wasn't there last week because it was in Tenerife so if any guys missed me and you turned up to see me real sorry I wasn't there um, I can only say I'm, so, I'm sorry I was on holidays I'm full of apologies today but um, I'm there this week and I have um, the man the legend Mickey Bartlett on um headlining and uh, I will be doing MC duties again so what's what's sweeter than that and then guess what if you don't want to come the whole way from Newry to Pug Uglies on, on Thursday you know just check me out on the bank in Newry with Mickey on Saturday so you're getting a lot of Dave and Mickey this week you know which is you know uh, maybe too much for some people to handle but at the same time worth the the admission fee alone and I know Mick's been been up to no good either he was in Amsterdam with Colin Geddes and Aaron McCann which I'm sure was a horrendous time um, so I'm sure they're still probably going to be hungover come next weekend but I was actually out with Mickey and his girlfriend yesterday um, myself and my little baby Holly we went to meet them they were in a pub having a wee Easter drink and myself and Holly were going to the swing so it pop, popped on by had a bit catch up with them it's good to see them and yeah we're looking forward to Thursday now it be a good time so check that out and then if not The Bank in Uri on the 27th with Darren Matthews as MC who did Pug Uglies last Thursday and Darren Matthews is also great so it'll be a fun fun night so come check that out and I feel like um, I've spoken a lot and I still after all that shit didn't even check how long we've recorded for it right okay there we go um let me see. Uh, I've got a new review this week, guys. Um, on the old, on the old uh, iTunes, which is something I always want to do because it's, it's supposed to be a segment of the podcast where I read out the weird reviews that people have given the weird podcast. I'm on eighty nine reviews now, which I'm really grateful of. 89, 88 five star reviews and one fucking piece of shit. Give me a three star review. But less said about that, the better. The latest review this week comes from my, my boy, Callum B, which uh, I assume is best, C. 
because I know Callum Best, the son of George Best, listens to this podcast, especially when he's over playing football last Sunday. And he probably just picked up the weird podcast and has been a fan since then. So Callum Best has effectively said, Dave, a.k.a. Papa Bear, brings us an insight into the weird mind and life of one of NI's best comedians, Word. He didn't say Word, but I'm screaming. Even though he's a full-time job and also runs a comedy club and also has a young family and no home currently, he still gives every podcast 110%. Definitely recommend. Major shout-out to you, Calm Best, or Calm B, um, if it isn't best. But um, on that note, yeah, I do, I do give it, I'd say 100%. Can't give it 110% because it's not numerically possible, but I appreciate that that review. So any, any guys out there listening, I can see the listening figures. I know there's more than 89 people listen. So if you haven't yet, get on the iTunes. I read it out. I read whatever you write out, even if it's sly about other people. I read it out. I don't care about slander. I'm me. <laughs> I'm me. I don't care. What people say I'm just who I am. And if you don't like that, you know what you can do. You can go and make a fucking baguette of cock and eat it. All right, or smoke it, or do whatever you want to do. You pigs, right? Listeners questions Let's be having you I don't know I, I Obviously you can't see What I'm doing here Because uh, An audio podcast But I just put both my hands On my hips A la Mick Jagger Once again So let me see Where we're at Um Ba-ba-ba Sweet air time Isn't it just like Dead air Whilst I'm Looking for questions Whoa Okay Um Phil McSee said, hold up, Papa Reef. Settle something for me, would you? Does Waza Lineker look like a distinctive former Liverpool fullback, Aval Xavier, or Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes? Cheers, babes. Um, you know what? Wayne Lineker in the photo you've posted there, he looks kind of like both. He definitely has a waxen face. Does Wayne Lineker, for those who don't know who Wayne Lineker is, he's a brother of former Leicester, Tottenham, England, Barcelona striker Gary Lineker, who's also just busy taking the Lineker name, open a load of pubs, and just living off that fame, which is sweet. He's a great guy, albeit his bar doesn't open in Tenerife at all, so it sort of ruined my whole trip when he should have been hooking me up, you know, but whatever. Um, and the photo you've posted, my man, he definitely looks more like Abel Xavier, but he has a touch of the uh, Dr. Zayas in him as well. Um, I also think he looks like former WWE wrestler Big Papa Pump. In terms of his facial hair and, and, and beard combo. But I appreciate the question, Phil. And I also assume you're keeping up to date with uh, the Twitter war that I had with Wayne Lineker, of which he, he never responded to. Um, Johnny Maxwell said, Who's the most creme fresh player in the Arsenal squad? Um, I think there's only one guy that is creme fresh to play for Arsenal. And there's probably a few, actually. You'd say... You know, Ozil is pretty creme fresh. Aubameyang's probably touching on cum, to be fair. You know, he likes to have that little bit of hair dripping down. But the most creme fresh player for Arsenal is, without a doubt, Hector Bellerin. You know, he's not a style. He thinks he's a fashion icon, but his style's not good enough to be cum. Like, he's not coming in in, like, skin-tight, you know, latex zip-up suits. You know, he's not doing that. He's not wearing, like, dripping earrings. He's not got those pat pictures on. Yeah, he's got one with, like, an earring hoop with a cross on it. Yeah, he does wear, like, oversized dungarees and the old bucket hat, but that's definitely not cum. That's creme fresh. So for that reason, I'm going to say Hector Bellerin is the most creme fresh player in the Arsenal squad. If you differ with that opinion and you want to show me some more creme fresh or cum footballers, 
for sure add adding to me because hey I'm just going to give a, a news announcement here if there's interest and people get back to me and say hey I want to see it th- there's a high possibility of the Champions League of Weird making a return um, and, and I'm thinking about it Nathan Consiglia has said good evening ombre le physique hope you're feeling tanned taut and turgid from your travels Aside from nipple rings and a stringer, what are the few things no true weirdo should be without on their personal accoutrements? Triple X N. Well, obviously the weird army um, out there. We all we've all got those nipple jingles going on. We've all got those um, you know silver bells hanging from our teats, and we also got that like little piece of string. You got that Peter Stringer just hanging over your titties. You know what I mean? That's what we've got and uh, other than that what else do the weird like I think we all gotta have fresh sunglasses that's something I like see on holiday I like to wear a nice pair of sunglasses with a bright like bright legs and bright frames you know I like that I also think a pair of sliders would be pretty dope and cycling shorts so that's the full look you got the stringer sliders cycling shorts nice pair of sunglasses and then just a peak cap but tilt that cap upwards a la golfer Jesper Parnovic to get that uh, all round head tan on because nobody wants to have a pale head you know I mean if you've got a tan body and a pale head you know you're, you're, you're not looking sweet like Michael Jackson you know he obviously at one point had lightened his face before he lightened the rest of the body and I think it's safe to say that was not a sweet look from him um, Fergal said what would be the physique guy's ideal easter egg and do you feel Easter or Christmas chocolates are the real season to shine? Essentially, do you prefer your eggs and Lindor chocolate rabbits or your tubs of roses, chocolate coins and selection boxes? You know what, my man? I think you've actually put me in a bit of a, a predicament there. I think given Easter, like put the actual true meaning of Easter behind, you know, put it out of your head, put the true meaning of Christmas out of your head and just if we're looking at confectionery, Easter is more geared towards confectionery than Christmas. Because, I mean, Christmas, you've got the grog, you've got the drink, you've got the presents, you know, you've got, all, you've got the meal, you've got... Everyone's more gauged towards... There's more going on. If you took the sweets and all out of Christmas, you'd still live. But if you took the treats out of Easter, you wouldn't. Because, I mean, all Easter is associated with are effectively chocolates. And if you're from the CNR side of the community... Easter clothes, you know, bar that. So therefore, I'd say I'm more of a fan of Easter chocolates because I think it's more of an important element of it. Albeit, hey, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't eat chocolate at Christmas. Hey, player, I eat chocolate at Christmas. I eat chocolate at Easter. I eat chocolate all the time, but for not for not for not for a while because now I'm going back to the physique ways. But good question. Um, Gareth Owens has said, "Hey, Davy Boysmith, hope you're well." I'm going to make a prediction and suggest you've talked about your tooth. Hope it's okay. Tell me this. With the sunny weather, has the big dog got the barbecue out of its winter hibernation? Hashtag taps off. Hey, first and foremost, you're some kind of Nostradamus guy. You know, you, you've clearly predicted I spoke about my tooth. You know, you've got that have done that. You, you've somehow read into my mind and predicted that. And it seems also through some sort of strange vortex, you've predicted that I had a barbecue today. Not my own barbecue, because hey, 
I'm homeless and it's sly to suggest that I would be doing a barbecue when I don't even have a home to do it in. But I had a barbecue with my parents. I had a steak, I had some chicken, and I had a burger. Did I have any of the sidemans? Accoutrements? Nah. Fuck that. Physique guys drank water. Tankards of the shit. Because I'm coming back, baby. But um, I definitely love this good weather. Definitely do. And hey, I'll be in my garden. I'll be in my garden with my chopper. Um, tomorrow cutting hedges and also showing off dick nah I'll be uh, cutting hedges once again because I'm, I'm getting prepped to go home you know that's what it is I'm getting prepped I know somebody commented on something I put on Instagram I think it might have been uh, I think it may very well have been one of the Chris's had said um, have you moved home again and I was like Nah, not moved home yet, but I am in the process of getting myself ready to get home so by preparing the garden. I'm just checking. Yeah, it was Chris Henning had said, Are you home yet? Nah, but I'm prepping. You know, you know, whenever you're going somewhere, you got to have a trim bush, baby. You know what I mean? you got to get that bush trimmed and smart, otherwise you can't move back in. So I'm getting my bush cut. It's nice weather for it. I'm happy to get the, the tops off, the vest on, just get the nipples out. You know, scare away the magpies of those nipple rings. Do you know what I mean? Get the stringer out and get a tan. Um, Chloe has said... How has your style of comedy changed over the years, if at all? Also, any Easter traditions? I'll take that first uh, question in a minute, but I'm going to say, first of all, Easter traditions for me is just eat as much chocolate as your bowels will take and then just sit in the toilet until you can't take any more. You know, that's my Easter traditions. Lots of food, lots of family time. And yeah, just, just a nice relaxing time is my Easter tradition. Um, but in terms of comedy, how has my style changed? Certainly, as my life has changed, my style has changed. Like when I first started doing stand up, I was a single guy, you know. So chatted about the uh, the trouble and strife of trying to find a partner. You know, I remember at one point I seen talking about being on Grinder. Not that I was on Grinder, I was put on Grinder by somebody, and it turns out I was just way more popular with gay people than I was with uh, women which you know I wish I wish I was gay you know I really do um, I very much feel a kindred with the gay community I feel like a lot of things that are associated with the gay community I'm very fond of you know like the music of Erasure delicious cocktails um, com outfits style um, sass but the only thing that, that I don't have the, the, that's quite important really is being attracted to the same sex so you know that would have been great for me had I been gay but as time has changed and I just basically talk about how my life has changed so I'm just an old guy now um, I've got a kid oh, that's a fucking struggle um, I've got a wife she does my head in not oh, whoa how did I forget that I meant to tell you this story speaking of uh, being misogynistic and sexist uh, whenever we were in the garden <laughs> cutting the bushes back uh, my wife Catherine was like can I go with the uh, can I go with the strimmer and like not in a sexist way like not saying she couldn't do it because she was a woman but she's clumsy you know she doesn't know her arse from her elbow the likelihood of her dropping the chopper and probably on me and killing me would be high so I didn't want her doing it so I realised whenever I said it, it was coming out quite a sexist way. What I said to her, I, I was in my mind, just going to say, nah, 
no, women, women don't do this. No, that's a sexist thing to say. That was the first thing that came to my head. And I would say, sure, now women don't trim the bush. You know, especially not if you're a feminist. Ha <laughs> ha, pure joke. But um, I was trying to say just basically, you know, this job is not for women. Which, hey, it is sexist. I admit it. But that's what nearly came out of my mouth. But then as I was saying it, I couldn't actually say that word. So I went, no, this job's not for. And didn't want to say women because I knew she would come down my throat. You know, like George Michael at a cottage party. You know, I knew that was what would happen. So in my head, I tried to act quick to say something. So what I actually said to her was, no, this job is not for you vagina people. Like as if there were some kind of like... <laughs> alien race of people like the vagina people that live in on Mars the vagina people that live in the Amazon you know like there's some sort of weird like group of people the vagina people which I could have just said women but didn't want to sound sexist so in turn sounded extra sexist by making up their entire rather than just their sex a new race the vagina people they sound like the sort of people that Doctor Who would have an issue with you know it'd be an episode a film Doctor Who and the vagina people but that's what I said, and I you know, apologize for trying to not be sexist by being more sexist. As took me or lied, as the Germans say. Um, but yeah, McComedy has changed, and also I would say Chloe McComedy's got great. So if you know, if you want to come and see me do some stuff, come to Pug Uglies. Could we out? I think I'm going to do a new show soon. Again, I know there's a lot of the boys doing one of our shows and stuff coming up. And I sort of didn't want to be doing it as well to sort of get lost in the mire. But then I just keep writing material. It's like, well, what am I going to do with it? So I'm thinking I'll probably do either a brand new show or a best off show or a mix. But there'll be some kind of show soon-ish, I'd imagine. Um, Danny Cunningham has said, how was the Halls, man? What about that bastard Wayne Lenzo mugging you off? Poor form from the non-sufficient himself. Yeah, man, it wasn't sweet from Wayne. Um, I'm hoping that um, to make it up to me, Wayne will probably invite me out to Ocean Club in Ibiza. All on him, of course, and give him the VIP treatment for a couple of days. For me, I'll probably have to bring the wife as well because I just refer to her as a vagina person on the podcast. And also, she didn't like that I was away sunning myself. And not even a piss up or a stag holiday, just a wee holiday while she was left at home looking after the baby. Which, to be fair, she's got ultimate vengeance on me now because she's just spent the last few days working and I've had Holly all day by myself when she's been sick. So she's just been whining and crying. So again, I don't like to do it, but I've had to put her in the drawer and leave her there. You know, hardener. Yep. Like Harry Potter, he lived under the stairs. Holly Elliot lives in a, set of, uh, in a chef robe. So, I mean, each to their own. And the last question of the day. Oh, I'm, I'm a liar. Sorry, Chris Bars sent me a question. Jeez, it couldn't. No. But this question is from H Star or H Star, depending if you want to split hairs. I said, if you could break a tooth in any country, where would it be? Man, I'm going to say uh, Tenerife because that's where I broke my tooth and I do not want to break any more teeth because you know what? Breaking teeth. It's not a sweet job. It's not an enjoyable experience. It's effectively real badly shit, you know? So, but if I had to get my tooth broken somewhere else, given that I just read a story in the Sunday Life last week about the UVF going to Turkey to get the veneers done, maybe break a tooth in Turkey and come back with a big set of Rylands on me. You know, being Ryland up, come back without the teeth so big that your tongue can't even reach the top of your mouth. So whenever you're speaking, people are speaking like this. You're like, here, mate, give us all your fucking money, baby. 
that, that's if you're in, in the UVF gang, not if you're if you're Rylan. You know what I mean? You got to have you got to have some sort of difference because Rylan also can't speak clearly, which isn't ideal for a TV presenter. Neither can the the UVF who are apparently getting their teeth done. But hey, again, last last story is Chris Barr. Hey Dave, hope you're well and all bronzed after your trip to Tenerife. You know what, man? I'm definitely bronzed. I'll be a bit burnt still bronzed here's this week's weird story and he sent me a story which believe it or not it's weird again it baffles me how Chris has so many weird stories but I love it here's the headline man 29 in relationship with a robot reveals they plan on getting married alright okay Um, this guy looks normal a man who's in love with a robot has revealed they plan on getting married. Joey Morris fell head over heels with a robo troll, troll almost two years ago after being drawn to his satisfied smile and popping pink hair. The 29-year-old's previous lovers included a lamp, a transformer truck and even a Halloween figurine. But the relationships didn't last as Joey's attention waned. He began dating Robotroll in December 2017 after feeling nostalgic and rekindled his love for the Battle Trolls collection online. Believe it or not, he's from America whoa shocker it's either the boys in america or my homeboys in china the land of the rising sun that are off this weird shit but yeah basically this guy joey um is looking forward to his life with his his troll doll um and i'm going to go as far to say as joey's mental you know how can you be in love with a troll the guy looks like he has the potential to be a school shooter that's the look of him he looks at the dead behind the eyes he's wearing a rock shirt and he just looks like he he could potentially do some crazy shit. Because, hey, he's in love with a troll doll. Fair play to him. But Chris's question is, what I want to know is, what's the weirdest thing that you saw whilst you are away? Um, apart from the rapping of Dylan 2.0, um, was there anything else I saw that was bizarre on my travels? Yeah. Like, a lot of people are um, selling, like, sunglasses. You know you get that? You get guys on holidays who sell sunglasses it seems to be the way that they do it and, and again they don't really have you know they don't really have the market cornered because there's a lot of guys that sell sunglasses and there's a lot of dudes that do that there definitely is but there's one particular guy who was selling sunglasses he was also selling like light up bouncy balls and lastly he had this sort of weird pointed paper hat you know, and he was selling those hats. And I actually saw somebody buy one. Like, I've never seen anyone other than, like, buy anything from these kind of dudes other than buy sunglasses. But this dude just bought a full pointed hat. You know, he just bought it, popped it on his head, and was enjoying it. And, and that kind of made me jealous, because it would have covered my ball patch and would have just done the trick. You know, it would have been pretty sweet. But that was probably the weirdest thing I'd, I saw. Apart from Aaron Butler wearing a Spider-Man school bag at a water park. Um... Other than that, it's a fairly straightforward trip. You know, not not much to report. No scandal. You know, and there's nothing behind the scandal, Abra. You know, um, it was just as it was, and that's for sure going to be the name of this week's podcast, behind the scandal, Abra. But guys, that's the end of this week's podcast. Again, I'm sorry it's late. Let's, you know, let's move into the week with renewed hope and positivity, and don't let people fuck your parade you know don't even shit on it don't let them fuck it let's all stick together let's all move forward let's all be positive and let's all rate and review the weird podcast and spread the word hey guys take it easy